Well, we are in a relationship series, and uh, this is um, a good series. Last week, we jumped in, talked about singleness, and what 1 Corinthians 7 says, what Paul wrote about singleness, and he wrote that singleness is at least as good as marriage. It is not a holding pattern. It is a, a life stage that, <clears throat> that doesn't necessarily have to change or, or need to change. It's not a stepping stone. It's oftentimes what God intended, and he gets glory through that, and it, it can be better than marriage. Uh, this week, we're talking about something that's not in the Bible, and that's why it's not preached on very much. Um, looking for a sermon about this topic it was hard to find one that actually worked. God talks a lot about marriage. He talks a lot about singleness. talks a lot about relationships. <clears throat> gets very, very specific but doesn't talk about this specific piece. And the problem with not talking about this piece, there's two of them, I think. One is many, many, many people in our, in our culture, in America, are in this stage. And so if we don't talk about it, we miss an opportunity to address something that many, many people are dealing with. Secondly, if we don't talk about it, when it comes up in your life, in my life, either as grandparents or as parents or as siblings or as friends, we won't know what to say. We'll be unprepared. And so today, we are going to talk about dating. I know, I know. You know, you know in, in every family, there's that one person that really is good at picking good produce. They're the one that they go right to the produce section and they knock it and they feel it and they throw it and they juggle it and they smell it and they, they say, you want that one. I am not that person. I don't know how they do it. I don't even know if I believe them. But ultimately, they bring amazing produce and you say, how do you do that? <clears throat> well, they say, oh, well, here are, here's a couple of tips on how to pick good produce. I think, I think oftentimes I look around and I talk to people and I, I say things like, why in the world is she dating him? How did he get her? What, what was he thinking? Why would he ask her out? No. <clears throat> well, probably nobody taught them how to be good at picking dates. Right? I mean, if we never equip people, how do we expect them to succeed? So today, we're not going to worry about whether you're good at picking good produce, but we're going to see what God says about picking good relationships. I said the Bible's silent about this, but it's very specific about relationships. The Bible spells out reasons for setting boundaries and actually even what the boundaries should be oftentimes. <clears throat> I... It talks about the character of a life partner. And, and so just so we're right up front, dating, courting, arranged marriages, they're not, they're not commands from the Bible. So if you look in the Bible for a dating, you will not find a dating. You'll see Samson who says, there's the woman, get her for me. Okay, that's one way of doing it. Um, there are arranged marriages in the Bible. There's a guy who showed up at a well for his friend, actually his employer, 
and picked the bride for his boss because she came and gave his camels water. Well, there's a biblical principle. Let's go with that one. Nobody'd be married. So the Bible is, is not specific about specific methods, but in our culture, there are a lot of people dating, a lot of people who will date, a lot of people who will date again. And so what can we learn from the Bible about this relationship stage that is largely, largely untaught about it? So, so let me give a little bit of my opinion before we read the Bible. I, I don't think, I am not a fan of recreational dating. Now, what do I mean by that? Dating for fun. Um, I, I think that, that recreational dating is dangerous and oftentimes leads people to some place they wish they weren't, causes damage. Um, so I am not a fan of that. What I am a fan of is dating for the purpose of getting married. Um, I call that intentional dating. <clears throat> and I, I define intentional dating as is uh, the idea that we focus on dating with a purpose, a purpose in mind. And, and if I don't see myself marrying the person I am dating, then stop dating. So dating just for fun is only fun until you break up, and then it's not fun. <laughs> it's damaging. And so I think, I think intentional dating is just wiser. Now, I say that as a, a groundwork for, for where we're heading. Um, so, so in jobs, in the workplace, you fill out a resume, they call you and say, hey, we'd like you to come in for an interview. You come in for an interview, and if you do a good job, if you present yourself in a positive light, if you, if you offer the company apparently something worth hiring, they oftentimes will say, hey, will you come back for a second interview? Maybe even will you come back for a, a third interview? I think of that, and then I think in, in dating relationships, I, there's a loneliness or an insecurity or something that, that many, many, many people give unqualified candidates dates. And they give these same unqualified candidates return dates. And I, I watch this and I say, why? No. I was a youth pastor for 12 years and, and, and dealt with hundreds and hundreds of teenagers, and I watched this over and over and over again. And, and I remember even sitting in my office saying, saying to teenagers, what do you see? How are they qualified? Oh, he's kind of fun. Like, what? Yeah, but she's good looking. Like, what? I mean, that's positive, but, but probably not a good foundation, to, like the only thing you have. And so I, I wonder if maybe we just aren't teaching people, to, te teaching people who are dating or want to date how to pick good dates. And so, so this, is, this is where we're going to head. I, I, I think the most effective way to talk about dating is to talk about how to become the person God wants each of us to be. 
and make that the most important piece of my life. And if, if I focus my energy, efforts, and resources on becoming the person that God wants me to be, I think that will lead me to become a good date picker, produce picker, good date picker. Instead of saying, I, I really want to find this godly, hardworking guy who makes really good decisions, where is he? I would say, I, I need to work on those in my life first. And then, maybe God leads me to that person. So, so here, here's how it's, it's worded in, in, uh, up on the screen. Become the person you are looking for. In dating, and quite honestly, in all of life, we need to become the person who we are looking for is looking for. This doesn't mean that we're looking for a carbon copy at all. It, it really just means if I'm looking for someone in life who fears and loves God, makes wise choices, and is a hard worker, those are the character qualities I need to be working on in my life. My daughter, 25, was over at the house last night. We were talking about this. And I had her read this and said, just help me on this. And she said, that's exactly what I'm trying to do in my life. I am, I am working hard to be godly. I want to live with a fear of God and love God. I am, I am striving to make godly decisions in my life. And I'm working hard. And, and that's no guarantee that God will provide a man for who, who is like that. However... It certainly sets her up to be in a position to be ready if God does. So let's talk about those three specific things. Uh, fearing God, making wise choices, and, and hard work. Fearing God. The Bible is, has a lot of verses that talk about fearing God. Proverbs 14.26 comes to mind. Whoever fears the Lord has a secure fortress and for their children, it will be a refuge. Now, to, to fear God means a, a deep respect for God that ultimately leads to obedience. A, a, a fear of God, if somebody has a fear of God, they will install, they will put habits in their lives that cause them to not only know more about God, but live that way. You and I can, can look at people and know usually based on how they are living, whether they fear God or not, which is scary. But that would be like habits of reading, reading my Bible and praying and working to get to know what the Bible says about God, but not only that, but what, what the Bible, what God's expectations are for my life. I think it's also living a life of dependence on God and recognizing that I am nothing without God. I, I have breath in my lungs right now because God is choosing to sustain my life. My heart just beat again because God is choosing to keep my heart beating. A dependence on God that goes beyond the big house decision or the marriage proposal, but, but to the everyday pieces of life. I think that, that shows that somebody fears God. There's Psalm, Psalm 119, 111.10 says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. 
All who follow his precepts have good understanding. To him belongs eternal praise. Ecclesiastes 12, 13, Solomon, richest man in the world at the time, uh, wisest man in the world at the time, is a king of the nation Israel, the son of King David. He talks in, in Ecclesiastes, the book about chasing everything in life, chasing riches, chasing women, chasing power, position, and ultimately concludes with this verse after his search. Now all has been heard. Here's the conclusion of the matter. Fear God and keep his commandments, for this is the duty of all mankind. Fear God, keep his commandments. If, if I am talking to somebody who, who may want to date, I'm going to start by saying, hey, fear God. That is, that is crucial to finding someone that I think would be valuable. So, so here's two questions. Does the person that you're dating or want to date fear God? Do they, do, they want to, do they fear God? If they don't have habits in their life that lead them to be more like Jesus, they're unqualified for the job. I think that's a no-brainer. I think that's a non-starter. So as a follower of Jesus, if I'm looking at candidates if somebody is not a follower of Jesus, if they have not made Jesus the leader and forgiver of their, of their lives, no date. Fear God. Secondly, the question really is, do I fear God? In the mirror, do I fear God? If I want to raise up good date pickers in my family, I need to tell my children to pursue Jesus. I need to teach them, pursue Jesus. Don't pursue that guy. I know he plays some sport and he's really great. I don't, it doesn't matter. Don't pursue that guy. Pursue Jesus. And then secondly, the question is, does he pursue Jesus? Does she pursue Jesus? Fear God, if, if we're going to be a, become the person that, the person we're looking for, is looking for, we need to fear God. Secondly, we need to make wise choices. Proverbs 12, 15 says, The way of fools seems right to them, but the wise listen to advice. The wise listen to advice. Do you want to know if you are wise or not? Do you listen to advice? That's what this verse says. If, if you are not someone who listens to advice, you are probably a fool based on this verse, not wise. Proverbs 12.26 says, The righteous choose their friends carefully, but the way of the wicked leads them astray. A second part of wise choices is choosing who to hang around. Well, I really want somebody who makes wise choices. Okay, look at their friend group. Who are they spending time with? 
Who are they hanging out with? Yeah, I know they hang out with those people, but they're really not like that. Really? These verses say people who make wise choices listen to advice, godly counsel, and they choose their friends wisely. We're told in, in 1 Corinthians that, that bad company corrupts good morals. Well, if I'm talking to somebody about dating, I'm going to look at these things. First of all, I'm encouraging, we talk about wise choices, I'm encouraging the first wise choice to be intentional dating and not, not just fun dates. No, in, intentional dating. I think that's wisest. It's my opinion. Secondly, I'm reminding them that, that they need to be surrounded by people who give biblical, godly advice. And, and if, if, I don't, if I'm not somebody who accepts biblical, godly advice, why do I think that somebody out there who is godly, accepting biblical, godly advice, would want to date me? And so for somebody who wants to date, I would say, who do you have in your life? that is giving you godly advice? Who are you listening to in your life who is giving you godly advice? Then, who is it that you're looking to date? Are they, who's in their life that's giving them godly advice? And are they listening to it? And then, and thirdly, who we date does impact who we are and who we become. It is, it is important to understand that. I, I read somewhere one time that, that we, we become like the five people we spend the most time with. You know that phrase, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree? You know why it's really true? Because they're spending the most time with those people the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. The people you spend the most time with are the people you will become like. So I think we have to be careful who we spend time with. And if I'm helping my children become good date pickers, I'm saying those things. I'm saying date intentionally. And at 12, hard to be intentional about marriage. Probably not dating intentionally. Yeah, but I'm going to be 15. Yeah. Once again, hard to be intentional about. And I've, I've thought about this a lot, ladies and gentlemen. All right, I have got a couple children, uh, 25 and 22, and, and then down from there to whatever we have now. And I, I, I was a discourager of dating. And... and didn't say they couldn't date in high school, but really talked a lot about intentional dating. Intentional dating. Intentional dating. Don't miss out on life because you're chasing that girl around or chasing that guy around, and then you wake up one day and realize, ah, I wasted all my high school years. So really, really, really preach that to my children over and over and over and over and over. My wife too. I've wondered about that and thought, 
okay, wait. My dad did that with me, and then we, I got to college, and he's like, okay, go, go, date. And I'm like, I don't know how. You haven't taught me. I, I'm inept. I got nothing. He's like, no, those are girls. Go, go. I'm like, you've been holding me back so long, I don't know what to do. Um, and it worked out because I am married. And uh, it's, I think 20, I should not have said that. We're, we've been married a long time. <laughs> and we have an anniversary this week. And it's a lot of years. It's over 25 years we've been married. I'm a little foggy on whether it's 26 or 27. That's why I'm hemming and hawing. But it's in that ballpark. Um, feels like a lifetime. I don't know. how. Is it 26 or 27? She doesn't know either. Okay, good. <laughs> then we're safe. But, but I, think, I think we... I think we do need to teach this. We do need to be qualified to say, be godly. If you, you should be looking for, I, I will say to my children, you should be looking for somebody who loves and fears Jesus and God, loves and fears God. You should be looking for somebody who makes wise choices in their life. You should be looking for a hard worker. Become those things. Pursue Jesus. Make wise choices. Be a hard worker, and, and that will work out. That will work itself out, however that is. And, and whether, whether God has called you to be single for the rest of your life, awesome. You, you just learn to love and fear God. You just learn to make wise choices, and you're a hard worker. That does not set you back at all. Those are exactly the things you should have been pursuing. But I don't want you pursuing for five years. My, I, I know somebody who who dated a girl for eight years and then broke up and married somebody else within six months. Well, well, if somebody has not been working on their own lives and working on pursuing God and working on wise choices, they could be lost because all they did was pursue this girl for eight years and then... Whoop, it's, so I look at that and I think there's nothing bad for any of us in this room to be pursuing those three things. I just wish my wife was, was more patient. Well, I need to pursue patience. Boy, I wish that person would just work harder. Well, what if I work harder? You see, it's working hard to become the person that I want somebody else to be. Making wise choices is number two. I, I think uh, one thing here that I wanted to hit was we don't marry potential. We marry patterns. We don't marry potential, we marry patterns. And so many times I've had counseling opportunities where I've said, where, where somebody has said to me, you don't understand, I think they're going to be, and if I just help them, they can become, and I say, whoa, 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 stop. You're marrying patterns, you're not marrying potential. I know, but I think I can change them. Good luck. You, no, no, you are marrying their flaws. And if the version of that person right now is not exactly what you're in love with, like all the way, don't date them. They will not become, they probably will not become the picture you have in your head of all these changes you're going to make. We marry patterns, not potential. The patterns that are in their life will probably be the patterns Unless you are both 
unsaved and not walking with God and then God radically tra- transforms your lives and, and you become followers of Jesus. There are exceptions. I'm not saying that. But as a general rule, you're marrying patterns, not potential. Finally, um, hard work, working hard. Proverbs 24. Here, here's what, here's what uh, it says. Proverbs 24, verse 30 to 34. I, I went past the field of a sluggard, past the vineyard of someone who has no sense, Thorns had come up everywhere. The ground was covered with weeds and stone wall was in ruins. I applied my heart to what I observed and learned a lesson from what I saw. A little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to rest. And poverty will come on you like a thief and scarcity like an armed man. In these verses, there's a picture of someone who's lazy. All right, They, they are lazy. They, they see... They either don't see the work or they're unmotivated by the things that have to happen. Regardless, either way, it's bad. And in Proverbs, we're told to watch out for this, that that poverty comes to people like this. And I would say if you're looking to find a life partner, finding someone who works hard at everything they do that works for things as they work unto the Lord. The Bible says to do, do everything as if you're doing it unto the Lord. Well, I can't be lazy and look for a hard worker. I need to be a hard worker first. Just like I need to be fearing the Lord first. Just like I need to be accepting godly advice first. And then I can see who God has out there that's a hard worker. I, I know this is not, a, it's not a topic that's in the Bible, but I think it's important to talk about. I, I, I feel like if, if, if we don't teach our children, or, or not children, but our friends or our relatives or our neighbors or, or those who are dating a second time or a third time in life, um, I think we do a disservice by not talking about it. Because we're going to end up with people who don't know how to pick or interview dates if we don't have conversations. I, I was, like I said, talking to my, my daughter, and she said two more things that I thought were, were really important. She said, uh, don't blindly go into dating. Find out what you're looking for and what you want before you go into it. What are those things that are non-negotiables to you that you would want to marry? If, if you want to marry a Christian, don't date an unsaved person. That was her words. What are the non-negotiables? Well, well don't fool around. Just name them and be honest about them. Uh, the second thing she said, was uh, look in the right places. She said, I have, I have so many friends who want to date, but then they, they want someone who's a follower of Jesus, but they end up looking for that person in the bar. And she said, that doesn't make sense to me. If you want somebody who fears the Lord and loves the Lord with all their heart, soul, mind, and strength, she said, why wouldn't I look at church? 
I was like, that's my girl. If your dad was an alcoholic and you don't want anything to do with alcohol in your home, don't go to the bar to meet a guy. It doesn't make sense. So just be aware of where you're looking for this person. Like I said before, I'm, I'm a fan of intentional dating, um, not a fan of recreational dating. I've seen a lot of harm done, and I, I, life is hard enough. Why bring more, har- more pain on yourself if you, can't, if you can help it? Um, the Bible says a lot about relationships. It says a lot about boundaries. It says a lot about guardrails. It says a lot about pursuing God. I think we can take all of those things and, and apply them to the relational stage of dating. You and I, we know bunches of people who date. I don't know how many people have been taught how to pick good produce. Um, and I, I, think it's, I think it's valuable. I think, I, I think if we don't teach them, we can't blame them. Just a thought. We're going through relational, this relational goals, relationship goals. Next week, marriage. After that, parenting. Uh, they're all going to be wigglers. Um, but let's see what God says about them and let's see how we can do. Um, we need to be praying for each other. I will say that. Raising children. If you don't have children right now of your own, but you see a bunch of people with children running around here, pray for us. It is not any easier to raise children today as it was 20 years ago. Uh, It won't be any easier in 20 years than it is right now. Um, And we are the body of Christ. We should be praying for each other. So so please uh, pray for each other in this area. Let's let's pray right now. Father, thank you so much for your word. And I, I... I'm thankful for this series. God, even, even though you don't talk specifically about dating um, per se or, or courting or arranged marriages, you, you definitely say a lot about relationships. You definitely say a lot about godliness, about how we need to live. Help us to pursue you uh, in, in every area of our lives. And, and even if we're not dating, even if we're, we're happily married, help us to even if we're happily single, even if we're... Help us to pursue you. Um, And I I do ask that you would help us to remember to pray for each other. Um, God, I I pray for all of us who have children we're trying to raise or, or grown children we're trying to influence. Please give us wisdom. Help us uh Help us not try to make a point every time. Help us to make a difference. In Jesus' name, amen.